back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is Hitting the Hardwood here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket, our daily uh, segment for the NBA and some of the stuff that's going on there. But first, I wanted to get to a few things that we didn't quite get to. Of course, uh, today is uh, Tom Osborne's 85th birthday. So uh, congratulations. Happy birthday to Tom Osborne. We actually have the Teammates Mentoring Program, uh, which comes up, uh, uh, Teammates Mentoring Hour, I should say, coming up here. Um, and, of course, he's uh, he's been a founder of that and in charge of that. Um, I don't think he'll be joining tonight. I think he's got some birthday plans, but Jake Sorensen's going to step in with those guys here uh, coming up right after us on the block. So very exciting stuff. I'm sure they'll mention Tom Osborne's birthday. Uh, in honor of that, uh, give us your 85 favorite moments of Tom. No, maybe we won't do that too much, but cer- certainly happy birthday uh, to Tom Osborne. I also saw this from Sean Callahan. We were just talking about Mosai Newsom uh, and some of those guys on the defensive line that we're going to have to step up. Sean Callahan of Husker Online tweeted this out. Nebraska offered North Texas Twins Grace and Gabriel Murphy in the transfer portal. The identical twin defensive ends emerged as two of North Texas' most impactful players last season when they combined for 26.5 tackles for loss and 15.5 sacks. Uh, so certainly you kind of think back to the Carlos and Khalil Davis days. Uh, uh, you know, there's been a lot of different... Peter Brothers. Yeah, Peter Brothers that come along. Uh, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. So, uh, that'd be cool. Maybe for those younger guys won't get their, your perfect year here, but uh, uh, that is something that uh, I think a lot of people still thought is a something that hasn't been addressed in the portal so far is some of the help on the defensive line and maybe a little bit more help on the offensive line, which they've, they've grabbed a few guys, but um, still it never hurts when you're um, struggling that much to, to get more competition. And so that's something that we'll uh, obviously um, try to look out for and see if, if anything, any movement happens on that. But uh, certainly kind of interesting stuff going on there. As far as hitting the hardwood, our talk for the NBA today, uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, again, we, we often talk about <laughs> some of the major teams, but the Nets are are one of those teams that it, it's hard not to talk about them. Obviously, they, they grabbed Ben Simmons in the big trade for James Harden at the trade deadline. Did you see today Kyle Korver uh, working out with Ben Simmons? He's the the Nets shooting coach, one of the best shooters of all time. Um, Do you think that Kyle Korver can fix Ben Simmons' shot? I know that you've talked about in the past your work with Reggie Miller, another one of the greatest uh, NBA shooters of all time, or just shooters in general. Um, How much did that help? How much do you think that a guy like that could help Ben Simmons? Well, listen, Kyle Kyle Korver had a, a burner on him, so if there's anybody that can help him with that shot, it could be him. But the thing about that is you can always have coaches that can 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 help you to get it done. But it's are you going to put in the work? Are you going to put in the time? Are you going to put in the extra effort? I mean, I, I think for me, what what helped me in working with those guys is that we were the last ones to leave. I mean, we were there. I was there with Hubert Davis and there with with Reggie and the likes of those guys it could be an hour, hour, hour and a half after practice. Are you willing to stay that long and, and put in that time? So that's that's what it's going to come down to. Anybody can become a shooter. It's Some of it is technique. Some of it is minimizing movement. Some of it is two motions. Once you identify what it is, uh, it's holding the ball a little bit too long. It's shooting on the way down as opposed to up. Um, it, it's, it's, it's fading. It's going it's so many different things and once you break down the film and you really want to take the time to get better uh but sometimes when you're you're that good so gifted 
for so long, then you end up just deferring to the things that you do well and not wanting to expand. But you got to remember in the NBA, scouting reports catch up with you. Yeah. So you're, you're going to eventually get caught up with and, and they're going to start identifying your weaknesses and they're going to start exploiting them. Well, and it's interesting, too, how much like is he going to be, um, I guess, under the microscope with the Nets? He will be because they're they're a good team, but he's no longer expected to be the second best guy that on the guy. roster. Right. Um, yeah. They've got guys if they need a bucket, you know, it, it's not even, you know, just Durant and Kyrie Irving when he's playing in the road games. You know, you, you have other guys that are, that are uh, offensively minded, you know, shooting, you know, Patty mills we've talked about goran Drajic now the new signing veterans that you could go to and ask for that bucket so i don't know if you necessarily um is is going to be as much pressure on ben simmons to get that fixed so how much is he going to be um dedicated to it because i i you know i kind of following along the same lines i've heard um you know a, a clip from kobe bryant the other day talking about how when he was younger he would spend eight hours a day on the basketball court and um that sounds like too much but he says as, as opposed to most guys they're spending two three hours you know three or four times a week like yeah that's a lot that's playing a lot of basketball but it's nothing compared to how much um you know somebody that's dedicated and will will spend that amount of time um to to improve it and, and ben simmons you know especially when you know you're young you have a, you know all that money you're you're a star player you've been an all-star sometimes you can kind of get in that headspace so you can't tell me nothing i'm happy with with who i am and what i am and what i've done well i, I think for ben simmons especially after the experience that he had in philly as of late and the way that the fans went all in on him. I mean, it was super trolling going on all over the place. And then the, you're, you're, you're laying an egg in a major playoff game that basically allowed the Atlanta, Atlanta, uh, not Falcons, the Hawks, the Atlanta yeah. Hawks to be able to beat you and upset you. Right. So all of that stuff right now, and then you're, you've been sitting all this time. You you've got to figure that he wants to change the perception that people have of him and his game. Some of the things that he does provide, that's the good thing about not having that pressure, just being able to just do the things that you do well, do them well. But again, it's going to catch up with you. Uh, you don't want a team like that to be able to shrink the floor. Yes, they're going to, they're in transition. They're going to be phenomenal. You get bend the ball in transition. He's going to find you. You're going to be able to, and he's going to finish, but then he struggled at the free throw line. So, You've got those things that are going to be a problem for you still, so you've got to iron them out. So he needs to put in the work, and I'm sure he wants to change the way people view him, and I'm sure he wants to stick it to Philly, and the only way you can stick it to Philly is you got to go through him, baby. So yeah, just imagine. Are you going to be? Are you going to be? A, are you going to be a scouting report liability, or are you going to be a scouting report asset? It's going to depend <laughs> on the way he wants to view it. Net seventy sixers conference finals. Let's all let's all hope for it. I mean, that would just be crazy. <laughs> or at least at least some point in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. That would be amazing. Um, the trolling that we'd see from both fan bases. Um, another thing that's kind of come up today is you know with the the seventy fifth season of the league it's been something that's celebrated a lot debated about the top 75 players the nba went ahead and put out and some of the guys that they left off so um you know we could do maybe do that another time um but there's just kind of this thought and i, I saw it on espn.com um just kind of like let's take a step back what if you know all this stuff wasn't grandfathered in is there something that you would change about how the nba or basketball is set up at this point that that you just feel uh you know could be uh, beneficial to, to, to change. I and mean, the one thing that they, they kind of pointed out that kind of caught my attention was um, maybe less games. Do you really need 82 games, um, especially nowadays where guys are taking 
uh, breaks on road trips, and then, you know, fans are getting kind of frustrated with, um, you know, you buy a ticket to go watch LeBron and he's out for a mental health day or whatever it is, um, then, you know, it, it can get frustrating. Um, and it's just kind of weird. You, you, you just kind of come to this obscure number. Well, that's what it's always been, so that's what we're going to do, and that's how we can determine records and stuff like that. But if you could reset the NBA, uh, we talked about it earlier with the grind that you had going uh, into your rookie season. Would you lower the amount of games, or do you think that it's, it's about right? I, I think that if you dropped about 20 games, you'd probably still have about the same playoff situation. I think with the additions – I think the way they're trying to do it is with the additions of new teams and the expansion. Obviously, they played a lot, a lot more teams in a circuit because there wasn't yeah. as many teams as there are. But for the most part, you had you they even the older guys had a significant amount of games in which they played. Right, so they did that without. This is the way I view it. They did that without the technology that they have, both in the in the physical aspect with the equipment on their shoes with the weight weight things that they do now i think what happens is is it's it's when you start adding in all of the extra stuff is when your body just needs that time to relax i think they need to give them more time to relax um and be able to recoup so what happened is a lot of the inter- there's injuries but a lot of it popped up when you had the covid season and then you started shrinking the times the time frames just started to shrink and so now your body is just, you know, the quick turnarounds and all of that stuff made it difficult. I don't know if that would work. I I, I, I think it's possible, but would you want to do that? Do they want to give up that? Yeah. Yeah. The, the NFL's <laughs> over ultimately there. it all comes down to <laughs> Yeah, right? the NFL's over there adding games, so I don't know if everybody <laughs> wants to take away games at this point. So uh that's obviously an interesting point. Uh one thing to say to tell you guys before you go to dinner, maybe to have something to say. It was revealed today by Lindsay Lohan that we're we've been saying your name wrong the whole time. It's Lindsay Lowen. So, you know, maybe that's a little tidbit of information you can take with you. Never say you didn't learn something on the block. You probably learned a little bit more than that, but uh, that's just a little tidbit that I found on the interwebs today. That'll wrap it up for On the Block. Uh, Teammates Mentoring Hour is coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow, and then Friday we're out at the Mercado, so that will be fun as well. Uh, But uh, that's up for On the Block on a Wednesday edition. You guys have a good night.